From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. On today's show, we're talking about why it's important to express your needs. And there's an anonymous quote that said, the most important thing is to never stop asking. And that's so true when, we, when we're talking about needs and the individual needs that you have in marriage. And that's what we're going to be talking about on today's show. But first, we love starting each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug because it's really an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone who's had breakthrough. Maybe they've had that light bulb moment where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I can see my marriage differently. And this hug came from a response to an email last week. And it said, in regard to last week's show, which was number 611, I don't know if I like you right now. Thank you so much for this today. I was really struggling because I think we're starting to get out of the honeymoon stage. And I started getting annoyed with my husband and the things that he would do. So to read this and just know I'm not alone was absolutely amazing. Thank you for all you do. Mm, yep. It's just, it's that epiphany, mm-hmm. right? That you're not alone, that that there are other couples out there that are struggling with the same things you are. It doesn't matter if you're in the honeymoon stage or you've been married for, you know, 30, 40 years. Yeah, it's true. You know, marriage, marriage is a journey. It, it really is. And fortunately, you know what, as long as you hold each other's hands and you guys know you're on the same team, you can make it through together. Absolutely. And you know, the idea for this show came out of some coaching conversations that I've had over the last few weeks, but specifically got sparked. I was talking to a husband a couple of weeks ago and you know, what he shared with me in that coaching session, I've heard from a number of husbands and wives since then. And And the first question that he asked me is, why won't she just tell me what she needs? And from that conversation, I started hearing, well, I just don't understand what he's looking for. Why does it have to be so complicated to say what we need? He needs, she needs, you know, when did it get so hard for us just to be able to express this? And in all honesty, I think this, this struggle to express needs is probably as old as marriage. I'm sure it is. Right. Because you're putting two people together for a lifetime. Each one of you is unique. Each one of you needs different things to feel fulfilled in life, in marriage, and and different things to feel fulfilled from your spouse. Mm -hmm. And it can be difficult to, to actually verbalize that because, you know, in the beginning, well, I need you to call me. I I need, you know, you, you start some of these things just naturally happen because we're in this courting phase. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the line, they start to drop off at whatever stage. It's kind of like that hug talked about, you know, getting out of this honeymoon phase. Um, however long your honeymoon phase is, it, it, there's no set time on that. And other things just kind of naturally drop off because of familiarity, because of longevity of being married. And you get into this place where you're not expressing your needs. And there can be a lot of reasons for this. I mean, maybe you've asked for something in your marriage and you got like a really hard no. Mm-hmm. And it felt like a wall went up when you asked that question. So you're like, whoa. Well, that's rejection. And, and when that when that comes, it, it, it stings mm-hmm. and it can hurt. So why would I bring up what I need again? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. You got to be kidding me, right? Or maybe it's because, you know, your request was vague. And so the execution of that 
wasn't exactly what you were looking for. And so you're like, well, you know what? Obviously my spouse can't do this, so I'm not going to ask again. And yet your spouse actually may have thought they were doing a great job based on the limited information that they had. Or, you know, what I've also been seeing a lot lately in coaching sessions is that there's been this lifelong pattern for some folks of asking for what they need. And, you know, whether it started in childhood or in teenage years, or maybe even in early relationships, it was made clear that asking for what you need was not okay. Mm. Right. That it, maybe it was even, you were even told that it was wrong or that you weren't worthy Mm -hmm. of having your needs met. So there's a lot of different reasons why we don't express our needs collectively as couples, as husbands and wives, but it really presents a challenging situation in your marriage. If you've got all these needs inside of you and you know them, your spouse doesn't know them. And you've got this, this thing, this yuck developing in your marriage. Right. Because if those unexpressed needs and I love, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about expressed needs and whatnot, I always think of the expression fine, because years and years ago, I remember seeing kind of a breakdown for each one of those letters that said feelings in need of expression. Mm. That's what that was. When somebody just says, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally makes sense. Feelings in need of expression. But we just say fine. But I'm fine. But I'm fine. I'm fine. And, and mm. here's the challenge. I remember us saying that many a times to oh. each other over the years. I'm fine. Don't I'm worry fine. about it. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Feelings in need of expression. Something to think about the next time your spouse says, I'm fine or it's fine. Right. And, and no, legitimately. They may be fine. They may be fine. But fine is one of those words that has become so overused in our society because we do use it as just kind of that placeholder to say, I don't want to deal with something right now. I'm fine. Because those unexpressed needs, they start to and I see it all the time in coaching sessions, they really start to build up resentment because you're like, why aren't you meeting my needs? Well, if they are not expressed or if they're not expressed in a way that the other person understands them, you're going to have resentment that you feel like your spouse is not meeting your needs. And this, and this ranges in all of the intimacies. Absolutely. You know, this, this impacts your emotional intimacy, your spiritual, financial, recreational, physical, and sexual you know, expressing and having the ability to express your needs in each of those can determine where you are in your marriage. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And, you know, when there's this, this level of unexpressed needs, I mean, you start to have this wedge, right? I've often referred to, you guys have heard us refer to kind of like the Grand Canyon mm -hmm. between husband and wife. There's this disconnect that's happening. They shut down communication, these unexpressed needs. And in the most extreme cases... They cause divorce straight up. Like you build up a whole bunch of unexpressed needs over a very, very long time. And you're going to think there's absolutely no way our marriage is salvageable. And we just need to like pull the plug on this thing. Mm -hmm. And guys, we're dealing with this ourselves. Like literally five days ago. And I, and I actually want to share what happened um, in our marriage because it, we never arrive. Can I tell you that even though Tony and I have been married almost 23 years, 24, we've been married 23, almost 24. See last, I think last week I said 24 and you're like, no, it's still whatever. We're getting close to an anniversary. So I'm in this like gray area. <laughs> just, just stay, just stay in the year we're in. We're in 20, we're at 23 years. We got years. married 23 years ago. There whatever that means to just you. Stay in the year we're in. <laughs> whatever that means to you. We're still working on ourselves. 
right? We're still looking at these things. It's why, it's why we get behind the microphones every week, right? Because we're like, okay, what are we processing in our marriage? And so last Friday, Tony and I are working on a big project for One Extraordinary Marriage. And we had to do some recording. Mm-hmm. Well, we had two different expectations on what that was going to go. And, and he's just looking at me right now. I wish you guys could see his face. I'm actually going to turn this over to Tony to tell his no, side of the story. No, no, no. You, no, no. I tell, hear- you tell your side first and then I can, I can share mine. So we had, we had scheduled time in our day to record. And my expectation was, because we've had this conversation in the past, my expectation was that this initial go through on recording was just going to kind of be working out all of the, all of the bugs, mm-hmm. right? Like going through what doesn't sound good, what does sound good. We do this when we record our books because inevitably when we write a book, like your brain doesn't catch the mistakes until you speak it out loud. And so that was totally my expectation. So I'm like, okay, we're just doing a run through. And Tony, you know, we're in the recording studio and Tony's like, okay, let's go. Like, this is going to be our, like the one that we're going to like package up and it's going to be done. And I was just like, no, no. And I, I I literally, and I think this is partly COVID. I'm going to actually call this conversation a COVID casualty. We've been spending a heck of a lot of time together. Yeah. Too much time. I think (laughs) At times. Probably. Yeah. Probably in our house working. And, you know, so we got to the point where Tony was just, you have to, you have to express your needs. Like I can't justify how you express yourself. I can only tell you what my reaction is. So you have to, you have to show how you express it. I mean, I was just frustrated because my expectation of what we were going to do is like, let's do it. And it could be a run through. It could be the final. Who knows? And for me, where where I see things is, you're going to give it your all. You give it your best. And if we can keep it, then we're going to keep it. If not, it's okay. We're learning in the process. And so as I'm just sort of like, let's do it, Elisa is shutting down on me. Totally. It was it was just, a power outage like we haven't had in a long time. You just guys. completely shutting down. And I'm having to engage in her and, and express, you know, my needs in this situation of like, just give it your all, do what you have to do. And then we can always adjust and we can make things happen. And and I will say, you know, for, for those of you who are working at home together now, maybe, um, or you do work together, there's a dynamic that happens in marriage when you are this close and it's tough. It's a tough one because you almost have to be able to set up within yourself, like compartmentalize, like this is business. This is work. This has nothing to do with our relationship as a married couple. And yet you're still a married couple. And so it's tough in having to express that even, mm-hmm. you know, and let her know like, Hey, this isn't coming from Tony, your husband. This is coming from Tony, your, your partner and having to make sure that we do this in a timely fashion and get it done. And, and that's a tough line. And so for those of you who are even just working at home now, you may be in different businesses, you know, realize that expressing yourselves and expressing your needs and where you're at in this time is vital mm-hmm. in helping each other through that and going, Hey, you know what? This isn't about us as a married couple, this is about how we're working together and and, and it's tough. And, and there are nuances to this. There are a lot of nuances to that. Um, and we're not going to go deep into it here, but I just want to, I want to share that with you guys. Um, because 
it, it is something that has to be addressed and understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I will tell you, it was not pleasant sitting on the other side of that conversation, which is why I kind of went into shutdown mode. I was like, whoa, he's coming with some fire today. And, and yet it was exactly what I needed to hear. Maybe not in the exact tone of voice that I needed to hear. Maybe he's shrugging his shoulders. But it's one of those things where stuff had been building up, you guys. Mm-hmm. And we were feeling the disconnect, but I didn't actually want to poke the sleeping bear. So I was just kind of like, you know what? Uh, you know, And this is something that happens in marriage because we can get to a place where if our spouse is not expressing their needs, if we're not tackling that disconnect elephant in the middle of the room, you know, we, we can easily fall into this trap of either saying, like believing that it's good or just thinking, you know what, as long as they don't bring it up, I'm not bringing it up either. And, you know, we've seen it way too often in our own marriage that we've got to address this, right? And especially when, one, I'm hearing it for coaching clients and then we actually have a full-blown, you know, World War Three or 300. It wasn't It wasn't that bad. It was pretty intense. It, I think the reason I felt like it was so intense is because we haven't gotten that heated in a long time. True. True. You did earlier in the pandemic, but that was when you walked out of the room for the first time ever. That was pretty funny. So we've actually, guys, this is, you know, and here's the thing about expressing needs. When you're in this like pressure cooker situation of home together all the time, finances, jobs, school, whatever, it can be easy to just kind of put on our shelves and go, you know what? I just got to get through. Mm-hmm. I got to get through the day. Can, can I say something real quick though too? Elisa and I are able to go through this. Because at the end of the day, we know that we're in this together. Like we're not, we're not going to go all of a sudden have an argument and somebody's going to start spewing. One of us is going to be going like, well, then fine. We're going to get a divorce. We don't go there. And so I, I do want to make sure that you understand when you are expressing your needs and there, there may be some confrontation in that and, and, and hopefully it's, it's um, it's positive. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we we can, you can have, have positive confrontation. You can have positive confrontation, um, but an understanding that you're not walking out to go. Well, I'm leaving you mm-hmm. because that begins to break trust. That begins to to break down the foundation of your marriage. That breaks down all six intimacies. Mm-hmm. So. I do want to share that even though Elise and I can get heated, there's never a sense in my mind or that I think that she's thinking, well, then I'm just out. I'm going to get a divorce. Mm. So I just want to, I just want to share that because I, I do feel like in this time we have had some difficult conversations and not once am I sitting there going, yeah, th- this is over. Like I'm, I'm going to flush this down the toilet and, and move on. And I just want to say if, if, there is difficulty in expressing needs. If that's met with negative confrontation, um, you know, and you've got that negative spin on it, I, I want to encourage you to apply for coaching, right? Because it may be that that need that the two of you have to actually have a facilitator to help you work through those conversations, to be able to hear one another as you're expressing those needs, to have strategy around what that looks like. And you know, if that's you, if that's where you are, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching to just learn more and say, maybe that's, maybe that's the hope mm-hmm. that you need this week. But let's, let's dig into this whole concept a little bit more after we take this break from our sponsor. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. 
I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. You know, one of the things I was thinking about around this whole concept of expressing needs is that on our wedding day, right, we, some way, shape or form, there is a commitment to love, honor and cherish our spouses, right? Whatever, however you two have worded that on your particular wedding day. And as I started thinking about this show, I said, you know, love, honor, and cherish. Well, so here's the deal. If we don't actually communicate our needs, how can we love, honor, and cherish our spouse? If we don't know what they need in order to feel loved, honored, and cherished, if that's not being communicated, if we're not actually opening our mouths and saying, this is what I need to feel cherished by you. This is what I need to feel honored by you. This is what I need to feel loved by you. We're expecting them to guess, you guys, to guess. And I don't know about you. Tony, I've been together for, you know, a long time, decades now. And the guessing part of our marriage usually does not go well. I mean, we, we can pull it off, but it's so much easier if we're direct. Yeah. It's why, like, I, I still to this day remember my first Christmas with Tony's family. And we were, we were out Christmas shopping probably the month before Christmas. And I remember his dad looking at his mom and saying, let's go get your Christmas present. And they walked into, we were in a mall. They walked into a jewelry store. My mother-in-law picked out, I think it was a bracelet. It was either a bracelet or a pair of earrings. And, you know, dad bought it. And that was her Christmas present. And I remember looking at Tony going, did that just happen? Did you, did your mom just like pick out her Christmas present? And then like watching the family, I learned this was actually a thing. But here's the deal. On Christmas morning, all the ladies got exactly what they wanted. And all the men had big smiles on their face because you know what? They'd gotten their wives exactly what she wanted and she was happy. And I was like, oh. And that was, this was way before One Extraordinary. I mean, this was, you know, 26 years ago that this happened. But I, I remember that stuck with me like, oh, you ask for what you want and you get exactly what you want. And when you're clear about it, it makes it so easy for your spouse. Because here's the other thing that happens in marriage. Right, again, 29, two plus decades of marriage. We are not the same people that got married October 5th, 1996. Nope. <laughs> not even, I mean, we, we look the same. Lots of people tell us we look the same. So I'm just going to go with that. I think maybe a little bit more baby face at that point in time. Oh, for sure. But your needs change over time. They change as you age. They change as your circumstances change. They change as jobs change, as kids grow, as your parents age, as your health changes. And if we don't 
really kind of wrap ourselves around the fact that it is important to have a culture of communication in our marriage where needs can be expressed, then we're missing out on this place where we can have intentional intimacy with our spouses. Because when we're intentional about expressing those needs, then we actually get to to create connection. Mm-hmm. When we do that, we we actually, I mean, here's the thing. When you express your needs to your spouse in a way that can be heard, right? Not, not demanding, not pointing, not screaming, all of those types. It, yes, you're still heard, but it's not real effective when you're doing those types of things. Um, when you can express in a way that can be heard and reciprocate, you both feel valued. And again, this comes in all six intimacies. So this isn't just a this isn't just an emotional piece mm-hmm. we're dealing so with good. here. This isn't just about communication. You know, when we're saying express your needs, th- this allows you to do that and it, it it doesn't always have to be from a communicative place of like mm-hmm. talking. Y- you know, there are there are nonverbal cues that happen that express your needs. Mm-hmm going for your spouse's hands, hugging them, cuddling, coming to bed naked, you know, putting out, you know, the, the candles. There, there are so many ways. And this isn't just about using our mouths, although it's very helpful, but just understand that you can express yourself in so many ways. And you have to think about this, again, looking at the six intimacies mm-hmm. because it's much different. And how do we express our needs financially is different than how we express ourselves sexually. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that because the expression of finances may be spreadsheets and tabs at the bottom and in highlighted sections and envelopes and checking in savings accounts and this that, and the other. That's the expression of the need we have in our financial intimacy. Mm-hmm. And yet the sexual, there are no spreadsheets. It's moans, it's groans, it's touches, right? There may be spreadsheets. One of our very dear friends has a, a very long spreadsheet of of when he and his wife are having sex and certain things. And real quick, just before anybody gets all weirded out about it, he actually implemented that so that he could understand that the, what the end result of it was that he found that they were actually having sex more frequently mm-hmm. than he thought. The needs were right. being met on both sides. Correct. We love them. We love them. They are dear and friends. And I actually of ours. love that. I yes. love that scenario because it doesn't it doesn't matter what the need is. The expression of it is a way to foster connection. And then if you're on the receiving end, much like that husband that I started this show with, right? Like like why won't she just tell me when you hear that information, my wife needs this or my wife is asking for that or my wife wants us to consider XYZ or my husband wants us to believe for, you know, there are a lot of different words that you can use to express your needs. And and I would even encourage you to use different words because if every single time you're like, I need or I'm asking for, it can start to, it actually starts to create this place where you kind of tune out. Right, but getting into this place of saying, how can I value my spouse by expressing my need? And then on the receiving end, how can I show my spouse that I value them, that they're important to me by engaging in this conversation and doing my best to meet their needs or to at least be able to have the conversation around it? 
I mean, here's, here's what could possibly be the win. You've just, you know, as you're listening to this, you're like, okay, like, what does it look like for us to really embrace this idea that it is important for us to have this culture of connection, to have intentional intimacy in our marriage around expressing needs? What would shift for you guys in this next week? What, 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 what could be the difference? And sometimes even in thinking about needs and stuff like sometimes you just need to take a step back and, you know, unless you're driving, don't take your foot off the gas pedal, like continue to drive. But if you're walking, if you're, if you're listening to this show while you're doing the dishes, if you're, you know, changing diapers or, you know, doing bath time with the kids, or maybe just soaking in the bath yourself, I want you to stop and think for a minute. What could our marriage look like if we were healthy enough in all six of the intimacies to be able to express whatever we need? Just take a second. That's why I'm saying if you're driving, keep driving. Don't, don't, you know, no danger. Just take a second and dream about that. Dream about what you want all six intimacies to look like. Dream about, you know, actually being able to have those conversations with your spouse. Dream about what you would say. Dream about their reaction. Because that's the first step. You've got to have a vision for what that's going to look like so that the two of you can actually start to walk that out. Yeah. So this week, it's time for you to express your needs. And maybe it's just one, maybe it's two, but build, but think through them, build up the courage, take some time and express those to your spouse and let them know and share them. And it may be a one-time conversation. I'm guessing it's going to be a multiple time conversation. So don't, don't sit back and wait for your spouse to guess them. Let them know this week. Let them know. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week, and we can't wait to hear of your breakthrough as you begin to express your needs to your spouse. Have a fantastic one, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.